good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Hager Stephanie Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and Dane and AJ, the uh, special, as always, was wonderful. Dane and uh, I and his wife all had the special, and I tell you what, anything with bacon on it, you can't go wrong. No, and whatever they had on that chicken tonight was absolutely wonderful. I only cut uh, half of it off and kept the rest for my lunch tomorrow. I'll... Eat it with my good friend Matt Monroe as we talk about the semi-state brackets. And that, uh, that's a problem. You have to pace yourself tonight because I'll just be miserable if I go home this late at night. So pace yourself, make it for lunch for tomorrow. So once again, the Double Eagle Clubhouse Girl, always great drinks and uh, great food specials as well. Six ninety-five every night with a meal special, and uh, it's always a variety. And half the time, I don't even look at the menu. I just say, "Give me the special, whatever it is." I haven't even seen it. So we got a special show tonight. It's a semi-state preview show. We're going to talk from a coach or with a coach from each of the four local regionals. We're going to talk with Brody Hardcastle, assistant coach at Oak Hill. And then we're going to discuss the Carroll sectional, or I'm sorry, regional, with Andy Oberlin, head coach at Homestead. And then in the third period, we're going to be joined by Brett Smith, head coach at Prairie Heights, as we discuss some of the wrestlers coming out of the Goshen Regional. And then at the end of the show, we're going to be joined by Eric Myers, head coach of the Jay County Patriots. He's going to join us on the podcast portion also as we run down the draw for every wrestler from the Jay County sectional racks. Sounds like a well-rounded, uh, full program there. So what's your biggest takeaway, guys, from the regional tournament? I think when I talked to Coach Gunsett down on the floor, which I thought was a really good interview uh, and the way we had that set up, he comes in with 10. Bryce Rickard, fourth-place finisher, probably not a semi-state qualifier. Zane Botkins, you know, that was a winnable match. But in the end, Zane Botkins gets beat by the regional champ. You can't hardly fault the kid for that. Everybody else advances. And uh, other than Calvin Farrote, he was the only fourth-place finisher. I think you look at Adam Central, they got everybody through that they needed to. And from a South Adams perspective, I think they had a pretty good day overall. I know that uh, Adam Central might have wanted Logan Allman to finish a little bit higher, but you know what? We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Logan Allman finishes fourth, and the regional champ that he draws, he already beat him. Yeah, uh, That's a good draw. So that's one, about as good as you can ask 138 for. 138 was stud-loaded. To come out of there fourth place, it was, it was stud-loaded. I mean, it's a very tough class. 26 was really tough, too. You know, Birch is a class of that field, but uh, for the most part, uh, I think I thought the Braves wrestled above my expectation. I, I did not think that they would win the regional. I thought that Jay County no. would come in, but uh, uh, well, they made liars out of me. So, I mean, we'll see. They wrestled very well, and Paul said that they wrestled uh, to his expectations. And, A.J., I know you were impressed with Henry Kukulhan making it to the finals. Sure. That, uh, that was a very uh, tough match he had in the semis, and the match that Calvin Farrell won to get through the first round to get to the final four was an extremely difficult young man, and he showed a lot of guts to, to, to be able to come back and win that match. So, you know, the Braves did wrestle very well. I, I think it's another week into the season. They're more healthy. They're, more, uh, they're stronger. They're in better shape. And I look for them to wrestle just that well, if not better, this coming Saturday. And what I liked in our interview with Dobie Litchfield down on the floor was, you know, he came in and he said, when I wrestled Cameron Clark at Team State, I had only been practicing for three or four days. I... I beat him two to nothing. He said, now, six weeks later, he says, this is how good I am. That, that what we wrestled on January 2nd was not how good we were as a team. And he really felt like that, that proved that Belmont had taken big gains, but almost to the point where it wasn't so much that Belmont had made big gains, but they were down that far. I mean, you guys remember how, oh, do. how we felt when we walked out of the gym after Belmont wrestled Penn and we thought, 
this is what we've got this year. And I think looking back on it, it makes me feel a little bit better about, about the way they wrestled that week. And then even at team state, you know, Garrett's a very good team. They beat Carroll by 30, 35 points or something like that for regional. But, uh, I think this Belmont team is wrestling as good as they have all year. I liked um, Litchfield's attitude. He said, I came in here and I want people to know that I am the guy to beat. I want everybody to know how good I am, and I want to show that today. And he did, and he has the attitude to prove it. Dane, talking about uh, Penn, you may not have seen it, but I'm sure you did. Penn took everybody, all 14 of their kids, to semi-state. And I think they had about six or seven champions. So they're a very, very good wrestling team up there. And Belmont getting beat as badly as they did. And they were still down with COVID. They hadn't been back to practice more than a couple of days. Uh, if we wrestle them again, I think we win more than one match. But still, Penn's really going to be. Penn and Modern Day are the two teams, looks to me, are going to be hardest to beat. Well, uh, certainly Crown Point has taken some lumps. Um, Brownsburg obviously has lost three of their studs who were hoping to score points at state. But, uh, you know, all you can hope for at state in two weeks is is a good team race where you enter Saturday night and you don't know who's going to win the team title. That and you hope that it comes off. (laughs) Nothing changes and we can can have it. Exactly. So uh, uh, we did want to push out a little bit of information on semi-state. I talked to the AD at... um, New Haven High School, who's officially in charge of that event. And right now there are tickets available, but they're only available for uh, parents. So parents have gotten a link through Ticketmaster from all the teams, and there's a certain number of tickets available, and they're grouped in pods of four, three, two, and one. And they're going to be roped off, and they're going to be assigned seating and everything. But uh, one of the interesting things, I guess we can be critical on here, is I, I, I guess the fees on Ticketmaster cost more than the actual ticket does. Everybody gets a piece. Which is unfortunate, but I guess that's the way it is. And at this point, you know, we're all kind of stuck into a corner where we can't complain too much because if you want to go, you go. And uh, I know I saw Razzo posted on the Indiana Pat board that a family of four cost $81 to get into semi-state. It's on like going to a Pacers game. On Saturday. So guess what, folks? You tune us in on Saturday, 92.7 FM, and it's free, no cost. We won't charge you a dime. Not a cent. We, so, we uh, do ask that you go visit our sponsors who help bring wrestling on the radio because that's pa- very valuable. Pat- Spend your $81 pa- pa- there. Patronize those folks. You know. So according to my information then on Wednesday at 10 a.m., the remaining tickets are going to go on sale to the general public. Um, and then that will be available. So if you are not a family member and you still want to go, I would look for that link on Indiana Mat or perhaps put out by some of the schools to find that link on Ticketmaster. So how many are they going to allow into the uh, into the stadium? Into the I do not. I do not know what the official number is for how many they're going to let in. Um, but we'll see. I know that on that topic then. Next week, we're going to be joined by Robert Falkins, and he's going to have all of the information for the state finals. Um, a lot of discussion about what that's going to look like. Most teams are only going to be allowed to have two coaches. Um, if you get three or more, I'm sorry, if you get four or more, then you're going to be allowed three coaches. Uh, we're going to be in a different vantage point, the way they're telling us right now. So there's a lot of unknowns out there about what it's going to look like, but... Uh, we're going to do our best to bring you as much coverage as is possible. And um, 
I think we did a great job last week at regional, and we're going to try to do the same thing for you again at semi-state this weekend. Hey, Cross Creek's Golf Club is now open, but it's open three days a week. They're open on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from noon to 5. And you're asking yourself, uh, why? Uh, Why are we open from noon to 5? Well, you may want to come in and, and buy a membership or a gift certificate for a birthday or a special celebration or your, your honey is a golfer and you want to take care of them. And if you're thinking about having a scramble to raise money, raise funds for your church, your organization, you better get in and talk to Dennis right away because those dates are filling up fast. Let Cross Creek handle all the heavy lifting and help you make your outing a success. So it'll be noon to 5 on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or call and leave a message at 724-4316, and the, double, uh, the Cross Creek Golf Club is located right below the Double Eagle. With that, the uh, weigh-in portion of our show has ended. A lot of information in that first section. We're going to send it back to Steve Rouse running aboard for us. We'll be back with our first guest right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Know the warning signs. Know the difference and get help fast. Call 911 immediately if you experience these symptoms of stroke. Numbness or weakness of face, arm, or leg. Trouble speaking or seeing. Dizziness or loss of balance. Sudden severe headache. Symptoms of heart attack including chest pain, lightheadedness, nausea, jaw, neck, stomach, or back pain. Pain in the arm or shoulder or shortness of breath. Don't take a chance with your health. Allow Adams Memorial Hospital to safely serve you. back once again to the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, where tonight the Haggard Seffner Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly is held, as it is every Monday night. Rex Burr along with uh, Dane Filling and along with Coach A.J. Calvin. We're now joined on the phone by assistant coach of the Oak Hill Golden Eagles, Brody Hardcastle. Brody, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Well, Coach, tell us a little bit about how the uh, Maconaqua Regional, a little bit different from the Peru Regional that we're used to, tell us a little bit about how it went. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's, uh, we had about a week ahead of time. We uh, switched over to McConaughey. Um Peru, I don't think, we wanted to host it, so uh, McConaughey took it over. Um, some really good wrestling. Uh, Western came out on top. They uh, they beat the second-place Wabash by about 20 points, and uh, Wabash ed- edged us uh, by uh, half a point for, sec- for third. Um some good wrestling. Uh, a lot of guys set themselves up uh, pretty good for next week. Well, I'll tell you what. From my experience in the last 25 years going to the Fort Wayne Semi-State, it used to be that you wanted to draw the Peru Regional guy no matter what in your, in your bracket. You know, I mean, and, and it, it was what it was. But I'll tell you what, anymore, 
that really isn't true because between you guys and Western and the way Wabash has moved up and some of the teams that they've added to your regional, uh, you guys really aren't the, the redheaded stepchild that, that, that you used to be. And uh, I think that says a lot about the, what wrestling has, has done over in your area. Yeah, uh, that's kind of been like the goal is just strengthening the area, you know. Uh, and I think that kind of works within each team. You know, each team wants to compete with, with each other, you know. Um, we don't like losing to Western, and Western certainly doesn't like losing to us, so it only forces other teams to get better. Well, Coach, we're going to jump right in here, and we're going to preview some of the matchups that your regional guys have against the Jay County regional guys. And we're going to start right away at 106, and we're talking about Jalen May from Peru, and he is a potential ticket round um, opponent of Cody Rowles from Jay County. Tell us a little bit about Jalen May. Yeah, Jalen's super athletic. Um, He's only a freshman. Um, His dad's a state um, runner-up for Peru. Oh, Nick May? Uh, Is that really his son already? Um, He's solid. Uh, You know, I think his kryptonite's kind of the Tishner from Western that we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, May actually has a uh, win over one of Tishner's losses, so he can wrestle with anyone. That's kind of um, kind of funny that you overlooked at all. that you mentioned him because we actually said Nick May's name on air on Saturday. We were talking yeah. about uh, winning a big match at sectional and then not being able to back it up at regional. And uh, way back when, two thousand five, we talked about, or maybe it was oh four. Uh, Matt Irwin, eventual state champ for Belmont, beat Randy Gerber as a fre- as a freshman in at sectional, came back and lost at regional, and then drew Nick May in the <clears> ticket round. And uh, May made it all the way to, to the to the state finals that year. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen's a really solid kid. So at 113 pounds, then uh, Anthony Martin is ranked fourth in the semi-state from Western, and he is a potential ticket round uh, opponent of another Jay County wrestler, and that's Tay Curtis, brother of Braden Curtis. Tell us a little yeah, bit about uh, Anthony Martin. Anthony, yeah, he's returning state qualifier. Uh, he comes from a pretty loaded regional. Um, he took fourth, actually. Uh, so I, don't, I know that's not what he wanted. But, um, you know, if you're the Western coaches and you're Anthony Martin, you're pretty happy with your draw. Um, looking at, you know, the two and the three, they drew into some pretty pretty tough uh, uh, quarter, quarterfinal bracket or quarterfinals. Um, you know, and Anthony has a winnable, winnable two matches. So um, he's looking pretty good. Well, there's a lot of uh, really a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to look at your bracket, but when you finish fourth and you end up the highest ranked guy in your quarter bracket, I'd say that's a good draw. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, he's probably sitting pretty right now. He's he's probably looking to punch a ticket again as a four four coming out. That's 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 tough, but he's one of those kids that can uh, wrestle with anyone. Now at 132 pounds, uh, somebody that we're following awfully close, and that's uh, Dominic Litchfield from Belmont. He's a two-time ticket rounder. He's finally won a sectional and a regional, but he's going to uh, have a tough match in the ticket round potentially against Anthony Long from Wabash. What can you tell us about Long? Yeah, Long is uh, one of those kids that's going to keep coming at you. He has a, seems like an endless gas tank. Um, really solid on his feet. He's going to keep pushing the pace, looking to attack. Um, I was pretty impressed with him. He ran into a buzzsaw in the finals and Dylan Stroud from Manchester. So... Uh, that's always a tough one to win, but um, yeah, Long's he coached with a coach by Jake O'Neill, who's you know the president of the coach association. So uh, Jake's going to have him ready, 
and um, excited to see what he does. Dane, we talked about that match at the top, that tick-around match between Stroud and uh, Riaka Shelton. Uh, oh, two really yeah, good brutal. kids. Two really good kids not going to state. Right. That's going to be uh, everyone's eyes in the Coliseum is going to be on that match. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because um, for Litchfield, he's a two-time ticket rounder. Freshman year, he lost to Harper Deadman <clears throat> from your regional, and then last yep. year he lost to Stroud. So, you know, he's been knocked out both times by somebody from that Peru regional. And, uh, you know, not to discount. And we're going to say this about every quarter bracket that we're talking about. When we talk about the ticket round, we don't mean to discount the kid that is wrestling in the first round. But we kind of went off of the uh, rankings from Indiana Matt. Uh, I think that you talk about an endless tank with Anthony Long. We kind of feel the same thing with Doby Litchfield. He, he's got a lot of energy, and that could be a really entertaining ticket round match. He's yeah, got right, right. to beat the Carroll kid first, and that Carroll kid's not chopped liver, so he can't, cannot be looking ahead. Yeah, Hicks came in to regional with just one loss and ended up fourth, so that's a pretty, pretty loaded quarter bracket there at 132 pounds. Let's talk about one of your guys from Oak Hill, Brody Arthur. He is in the same uh, quarter bracket as R.J. Heskett from Jay County, who's going to have a real tough match against Ben Miller from Lakeland. But uh, what can you tell us about Arthur? He's ranked number one in the semi-state. Yeah, Brody. Um, Brody's a really seasonal guy. He wrestles year-round. Um, he's looking to hit that big move on you and pin you. Uh, he's really solid. And, and uh, returning state qualifier, uh, Drew Jesse Mendez, first round Yikes. Uh, last year. So he's looking to bounce back and uh, get on the podium. And um, we know Ben Miller from Lakeland is a tough wrestler. So, um not looking, not overlooking RJ, but you know Ben, Ben's solid, and uh, I know Brody's looking to add a semi-state title under his belt. Now, another one of the great first-round matchups will come at 152, and I know you'll have your eyes on it, and that's uh, Aiden Hardcastle against AJ Dahl, and obviously AJ Dahl's in our coverage area and uh, somebody that we watch pretty closely and a state qualifier last year with a big pin over Ryan Sheets. But uh, what kind of season has Aiden have? He's obviously undefeated and ranked number 11 in the state. Yeah, uh, Aiden's had a pretty solid year. Um, he's why he, he stays hungry. Um, he's not really satisfied with his state uh, qualifier last year. You know, he wants to be on the podium. Um, we know AJ. AJ is a solid wrestler. You know, he's looking for that headlock on you. So uh, we got to be wary of that. And AJ injury defaulted for his fourth place because his knee kind of popped early in the morning, an injury he'd had early in the football season. So uh, he, he injury defaulted to take that fourth. Oh man! I mean, I hope he's I hope he's all right, and we um, we hope he wrestles. He'll wrestle. Uh, we're looking forward to the match with him. Yeah, we saw Rex. Do you remember what week that was in football when he hurt his knee? It was probably week four or week five. It was about midway through the season, and then I think he missed five or six weeks with it, and then he ended up coming back for maybe regional, semi-state. And then that last game he played in, he tweaked it again. He didn't play much, but then it didn't seem to bother him much during the season. But uh, then at the end there, I, I, I think it was in the semi in the semifinal match against uh, the kid from the other sectional where he heard it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if that affects him. But in the end, you know, with Dahl, sometimes it's kind of a live or die with a headlock. And we saw that in the ticket round last year. We saw it at the state finals last year on Friday night. Uh, it's dangerous from wherever. <laughs> and whether or not he's got a bum knee or not, uh, he can still hit it. Yeah, well, yeah definitely. So then uh, another match that we're looking forward to is at 170 pounds. And uh, that's the potential ticket round matchup between our uh, Wunderkind freshman in uh, Duke Myers 
He's got he's got a seventh ranking in the semi state, but uh, give Caleb a, a little jab from uh, Jimtown, who does the rankings. He really didn't know where to put him, and how could you put a freshman with no varsity matches in a set of rankings and just not throw a dart at the wall? But uh, he's got uh, this Kamani Howard from Kokomo. Tell us a little bit about him. He's sixteen and nine, but they've got him ranked number nine in the semi state. He's a junior from Kokomo. Yeah, Kamani is a uh, he's a returning ticket rounder. Um, he's a pinner, man. Um, he's looking to pin you. You know, he's he's going to uh, concede points to look to put you on your back. You know, and I think that's really dangerous this time of year. Um, you know, everyone knows Duke Myers, and everyone knows the Myers from Belmont and how good they are. And Duke's probably a better wrestler, but you know, you can't overlook Kamani. He's gonna he's gonna try to big move and he's gonna try to put you on your back and pin you. Well, certainly, you know, Duke has a little bit of experience advantage for how much he's wrestled, but at the same time, a little bit of inexperience in that he's just getting back into that groove, uh, and there's just something that can't be replicated in the room uh, with live wrestling on the mat, and uh, that sounds like a very interesting uh, ticket round match, and obviously we're going to have our eyes focused on that one. Well, I had a text session back and forth with his father today, and I said, you know, is he tentative? And he says, you haven't seen him open up yet. When he opens up, he, he will surprise you. And I think he's been conservative. He's got six matches. We watched him wrestle, and you're right. He hasn't really exploded yet, but I think when he takes off, he'll really surprise a lot of people. He exploded in one move I saw. The Saturday. Russian rocket. You didn't see it, Rex, because you were looking at your papers, well, but I, I, I saw it. I saw it now. I got it on my phone. So, <laughs> Well, Brody, you know, we, don't, we also don't want to discount the fact that we've got a freshman wrestling a senior, and uh, Shane Delaney, we've seen him a couple times with Dwanger. <laughs> You know, when those kids have their entire high school careers on the line, uh, it's a little bit different story. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it's do or die right there. Um, you know, that's something I kind of expressed to our seniors that we have going on. And uh, not to put any extra pressure on, but just have them realize that moment and, you know, uh, take, take advantage of it and go capture it. And it's hard for a freshman not to, in the back of their mind, know that this isn't their last chance. They're going to have another chance to come back later on. But uh, I think from Duke Meyer's perspective, he's been through so much. I think he understands that with all the injuries that he's had, uh, you know, this is his chance to, to, to go. And uh, we're awfully excited about that. Coach, we thank you a lot. We're going to move on to our next segment. And uh, we thank you for being a guest on our show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, good luck this coming Saturday, Coach. Yep, we'll see you on Saturday. That has been uh, Coach Brody Hardcastle from the uh, Oak Hill Golden Eagles, and I I give my best wishes to uh, Coach uh, Andrew King, who has uh, chewed in my ear for many, many years. A very intense young man. I wish his team all the luck. Hey, one of the many civic-minded sponsors for this year's Coach's Show is the Weber family. You've got Brad, Mary, Blake, and, of course, Moose, and they know the value of organized sports in our community and have volunteered to help sponsor these broadcasts. We'd like to give a huge shout-out to the Weber family along with all of our sponsors in helping make our Wrestling Coaches Show a reality. So if you get a chance, please patronize our sponsors and give the Webbers a heartfelt thanks. With that, we're going to send it back to Steve Rouse running the board for us as our first period is coming in. We'll come back with the second period and another guest right after these messages hi this is jesse from heller nursery heller nursery is located four miles west of decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 west 
We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of houseplants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro, laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included too at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. At 701-4388, when it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. So that double eagle here at Cross Creek. And now, as the second period starts, we are joined on a phone by coach of the uh, Homestead Spartans, Andy Oberlin. Coach, good evening. How are you doing tonight? Good. Doing well. Glad you could join us. Thanks. Well, Coach, I talked to you earlier in the week, and uh, you told me that you had lost some guys to COVID, but I didn't realize how many guys it was. Give us a little bit of background as to as to what happened with the Homestead team this last week. Yeah, so uh, for the most part throughout the year, uh, just like everyone else, it was hard to put the lineup together, and we finally put the lineup together the last few weeks, uh, you know, right after Christmas, and uh, we made a pretty good run of it, but... Uh, right before sectionals, I lost my new 106 pounder that I had just gotten back, and then my 170 pounder both to contact tracing at school going into sectionals. And then um, we qualified 10 of the those kids for regionals, and uh, we had a positive case. Our 220 pounder was got sick, and uh, his mom thought he had streps, so she took him in to get a uh, antibiotics. Basically, came back positive and. And it knocked out my, our little mini, mini bus of kids and the kids that he wrestled, so knocked out six of my ten qualifiers. Well, Coach, I'm going to put a feather in your cap and tell you that uh, three or four weeks ago I went and watched you up at Homestead, and in that week you ended up knocking off Adam Central, Snyder, Jay County, and who else did you beat that week? You had a phenomenal week in duels. So it was Adam Central, Jay County, Snyder, East Noble, and Western. Um, yes, and, again, we- and Western, yep. obviously, who just won regional, and East Noble, who won a sectional. You guys had a really good team this year. Yeah, they, uh, they're young. I have zero seniors, but uh, it's a thin team. It, they're a good team, but meaning, like, if I lose my starter, my backup's not coming in to, uh, you know, I'm giving up six. Mm-hmm. So, still, still a little young. I, I ended up only having 24, 20. 26 kids this year, had quite a few kids quit, gave COVID reasons. Maybe they didn't like how hard I drilled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough sport if you want to win. It's called wrestling for a reason, right? You're correct. Well, Coach, correct. let's jump into some of these matchups that we're looking forward to from a Jay County sectional perspective. And we're going to start at 113 pounds. Colton Bollenbacher is a freshman from South Adams, and he is going to be wrestling 
Hayden Brady, number two in the semi-state from Garrett right away. Tell us a little bit about Garrett's, um, I'm sorry, Brady's tournament so far. Uh, he's a tough kid. Obviously, he's a, re- he's a returning state qualifier. Um, Krause has done a wonderful job with the whole Garrett lineup. Uh, all those kids really buy into what's going on there. They wrestle a lot of off-season. Um, he's pretty seasoned, uh, just a, a, a tough-nosed wrestler. That If the, the match is tight, he, like a lot of good kids, he, he seems to be able to pull it off and, and just has been there and done that before. Yeah, certainly. We've seen him wrestle Ike Rubel a couple times, and uh, we know that Ike's on a pretty high level right now, but uh, Brady's one of the few guys that uh, has not uh, succumbed to a pin by Rubel in the last two years. Yeah, makes sense. So then at 120 pounds, one of your guys that's still left is a first-round opponent of Austin Lewis from Bluffton. Tell us a little bit about uh, your 120. So Gio's my neighbor. Uh, when I moved in seven years ago, he was a baseball player. Um, I recruited him and his brother. His brother was 132-pounder. Um, he's a tough, uh, just a good kid. He has 11 losses uh, right now, but um, I'd say 10 of them are to either semi-state or ranked kids. Like none of the, All those are quality losses. We've actually had a pretty decent schedule um, this year, and we met a lot of good kids, especially at 120. And he's a tough wrestler. If he's on, he's on. I mean, he wrestles well. And we've seen a lot of good things from Austin Lewis. Uh, obviously, Tony Wood is uh, a pretty darn good freshman from Jay County. And uh, we've also seen Austin Lewis beat Silas Loshi now, I think, three or four times. And uh, Silas Loshi was a, a ticket rounder as a freshman. And uh, he's going to have a pretty tough matchup with uh, Keegan McComb of Garrett. But uh, definitely a match that we look forward to in the first round. Uh, and then we're going to jump forward to a match that Rex has mentioned two or three times already. And that's Evan McAfee from uh, Adam Central. He's going to be wrestling Ryakas Shelton from Snyder in the very first round, and then the winner's going to get Dylan Stroud. Yeah. Yeah, Re- uh, you've obviously seen Rikas wrestle before. Uh, he's athletic, quick, um, and just uh, when he's, he's explosive when he hits his stuff and goes, and when he's on, he's on. It's, it's pretty fun to watch, so there could be some fireworks there. Yeah, and one thing that we've seen with Evan McAfee all this year, you know, he's got 13 losses, but he has been in every match, and I think we saw that in the match that uh, he wrestled up there with you guys at Homestead. Yeah, yep. Yeah, always a, always a low-scoring, never afraid to uh, get into a match where where he's going to end up losing 4-3 to three, uh, rather than giving up a fall, and uh, always right there in the, in the third period. Yeah, it should be a good one. And then we're going to fast forward all the way to 170 pounds and somebody that we're a little bit familiar with, and that's Matt Morris. Uh, started off at Snyder and then came to Belmont for a little over a year. Ends up at Southside last year. Came in high, pretty highly ranked, didn't make it out to state. Um, I'm looking at the bracket now, and he's got just two losses. And he's going to draw Trevor Curry, who's a freshman, uh, who you've seen. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. I watched a little bit of video, actually, of Matt Morris today. I can tell you that Duke Myers was watching a little bit of it today because he's in the same bracket. And uh, I saw Matt Morris go onto his back on a cradle, and then all of a sudden, five seconds later, it was the other kid on his back. Yeah, so I got one word, athlete. Kid is an athlete. Like, and he's fun to watch because, again, uh, like, when, he, when he goes and hits his stuff, it's on. Um, it, and so he, he's a fun kind of not afraid to hit the big moves um guy that'll go after it 
Yeah, certainly an interesting matchup if Duke Myers does advance and so does Matt Morris. You don't get a whole lot of opportunities where you have somebody wrestling uh, an opponent whose coaches were also their head coaches at one time or another. Been in the room together. Uh, that's yeah, to be, a, that's to be honest with you, that's, that, that's the match I'm really looking forward to. Is Morris and Myers? Yeah, I mean, with my history with Myers, and um, I just yeah, I haven't seen Duke really um, because he's been going on. But with the way Morris wrestles, he's, he's exciting to watch, win or lose. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting you know dynamic there, and you know looking forward to it. Trevor Curry, a very good freshman, but Morris, like you said, there's a lot of strength and a lot of athleticism there. Uh, that could be a tough one for him to win, but that could be a really great. And then obviously from their perspective too, you know, if, yeah. if, you, if you really pay attention to the rankings and you're looking at Duke Myers and how far can he go and that kind of thing, you know, a lot of the discussion stops at Brody Porter or at Clayton Lundy, who are the top two in the semi-state and both ranked top 10 in the state. They end up on the other side of Morris and Myers. So a yep. great opportunity for one of those boys maybe to make the finals and really get themselves in a position to medal at state. Yep. At 182 pounds, then, uh, Jacob Saylor from New Haven is going to be the first-round opponent. No, I'm sorry, second-round opponent, potentially, for Christian Somerset. Somerset came into uh, sectional undefeated at 182 pounds. Uh, he lo- loses twice to Isaiah Bregi from Norwell, who's still undefeated. He loses 3-0 to at sectional, gets pinned in the first round at regional. Um, you know, I, Saylor has two losses. I think that could be one of the better uh, ticket-round matches in the upper weights. Yeah, his actually one of his losses to my 95-pounder. He wrestled up against uh, Mills and lost that match. So he's given up some weight there. Um, he, Sailor's a, a – if I teach when, – whenever I coach against New Haven, it's always watch out on top. Uh, they like to wrestle on the mat. And, you know, with that last minute, they're not afraid to kind of – you know, you got to watch out for Peterson's rolls, anything they got because they're going to throw it. <laughs> you got uh, that right, look Coach. For it the whole time. <laughs> And he's one of those kids that's kind of – he does that. He's a good wrestler, and he, and, and he rolls. And, you know, when you get to semi-state, a lot of times you've got a number in your head. Or if you're a Homestead fan, you're thinking, gosh, I really hope that we get one guy out or two guys out. And if you're a Belmont fan, you've got this number in your mind that you slept on on Friday night that you thought, three. We need three guys. But when you really step back and look at it, you get to that ticket round – you're into it. You've seen ups and downs. You've seen kids cry. You've seen kids celebrate. And then you watch two seniors who really think that they have a chance to go to state. And only one of them gets to make it on. You know, I think that's a great example. Sailor and Somerset. Guys with just a couple losses. They're, one of their careers is going to end on the mat. And the other one is going to get what they've been searching for you know, their entire careers. I just think that's a great moment for semi-state. And AJ's got the, the favorite line for that. Is AJ, and what's what do you call a ticket round? It's where dreams go to die, Rex. <laughs> yes, that, and that is true. And and you see kids, and, and, you know, like you're saying, if you have a senior versus a freshman, that senior's coming in, I got a freshman, and, and they get taken out. I mean, we saw, we've saw we seen AJ Dahl take guys out in that quarter round. It's like there's nothing guaranteed, and it it's it's the blood round. I saw an undefeated yep. South Adams wrestle named Ear go into that blood round and get pinned by a Dwanger wrestler with a good cross-face cradle. Why he took down, I'll never know. Well, you don't stand up with your head your knee because the Dwanger guys make you pay for it. 
You guys are just picking on Coach Myers over there. Poor guy just walked in. And oh, now, just now because you're talking. Just be, I, did, I forgot that he coached that kid at that time. <laughs> he walks into the building and you guys start talking about Josh Ayer, I tell you. <laughs> he hit 195 pounds. We're, gonna, we're, we're doing our best to cover the Bluffton wrestlers also. You've got uh, number one, Matt Lepper from Carroll. Obviously, you talked about your guy, Mills, who isn't in the bracket. Tell us a little bit about Lepper. Uh, I just, when I think Lepper, I think solid. I mean, he's just a solid wrestler. Um, nothing, uh, nothing to me really necessarily sticks out except for the fact he's going to wrestle you hard and, and, he, and he's, he's a good athlete. He moves well at 195. And then our last match on our list is uh, an unfortunate one, but that's what happens when you finish fourth at, at regional. Carter Lewis, I think, had big aspirations coming in. He ends up losing to Dalton Robinson from Belmont in back-to-back weeks, and his reward is a match against Reeve Muncie in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Reeve's a real heavyweight, that's for sure. <laughs> um, he, he, works, he works out a lot with uh, uh, my buddy Anton, and uh, they train. And uh, uh, Reeve, Reeve is a real, moves real well for a heavyweight. He's got a great underhook throw-by. Um, it should be interesting. I'm hoping he makes it underneath the lights. We, we, we need some people in this area to make it under the lights, and I'm hoping he's one of them. Well, anybody that's watching or paying attention or listening to or, or in person for this weekend needs to stick around for that 285 finals match. And uh, there aren't a whole lot of guarantees, but I think we've got a pretty darn good shot of seeing a rematch between Braden Erb and Reeve Muncie, and it could be the best match of the day. Yeah, it'd be great. Coach, we thank you so much for uh, joining us, and we're going to move on to our next segment. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Take care. That has been <clears throat> Coach uh, Andy Loberman from the uh, Homestead Spartans. And with that, we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of messages as we'll come back for the third period, and we'll be joined by Coach of the Prairie Heights. Uh, what are the Prairie Heights? Panthers? Panthers. Prairie Heights Panthers. Uh, Coach Brett Smith will be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Enjoy neighborhood living and peace of mind for your family in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom, or studio apartment at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living. New address, new home, new life with household amenities including menu choices and times tailored to your liking. A family room with fireplace and bistro laundry and housekeeping services. A state-of-the-art response system and medication reminders are included, too, at Adams Woodcrest Assisted Living, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. For a private tour, call 260-728-4038. Well, wrestling fans, welcome back to Haggard Stephanie Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek 
Once again, every week we're here at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill where the food is good and the drinks are cold. And now we're joined on a phone by the head coach of the Prairie Heights Panthers, Mr. Brett Smith. Good evening, Coach, and welcome to our show. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, Coach, give us a little bit of rundown as to what happened at uh, Goshen on Saturday as far as the team race went. Uh, Team-wise, Northridge come out on top. I believe they had uh, I th- believe they had four champs. They had another guy in the finals. Um, East Noble followed them up, and then Jimtown uh, come in third, and we uh, – we ended up holding off Northwood for fourth place. How many guys did you get through? Uh, we advanced six to Fort Wayne this weekend. Okay, very good. So we're going to jump right into it here, and we're trying to give all of our listeners a good preview as to uh, some of the matchups that our local wrestlers might see in the first or second round. And we're going to start with a guy that we did not see when we covered the NE8 tournament, and that's Blake Byerly. He is a potential uh, ticket round match for our beloved Ike Rubel who's uh, ranked number three in the state. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen from Byerly so far. Uh, the first I really saw Byerly was this weekend. Um, he come in, I think he ended up finished with a 16-3 and record. And, uh, you know, he, he lost to Northridge there in the finals 4-1. to one, But, you know, he was pinning his way up until that point. Um, you know, pretty athletic kid, kind of a tall, lanky kid. Um, you know, kind of see how that maybe plays into Ruble a little bit. But, uh you know, obviously he's going to have good practice partners with Keegan Malai and uh, Aiden Sprague in a room. So, you know, I believe he's only a freshman yet. So, you know, good things are going to be coming for that young man. Yeah, that should be a real good match between him and uh, the senior Harvey Barr from Kokomo in that first round. Yeah, correct. Um, like I said, we haven't seen Barr yet either, but I believe watched some different film on him. But, yeah, that should be a pretty good uh, matchup there in that first round and see who advances to the ticket round. Now, at 120 pounds, uh, the young man from Jimtown, Mikey Calamani, uh, somebody that uh, obviously you and I didn't get to spend our, our good three days in Mishawaka this year or eat any of that Mishawaka pizza at the seating meeting. So I didn't get to see this kid, and I don't remember him from last year's lineup. But he's a potential ticket round matchup for Tony Wood. And Coach Myers from Jay County is joining us here on the show. He's going to get himself, I think, a 699 special. But tell us a little bit about what you know about this Jimtown sophomore. Yeah, I don't believe uh, Calamani was in the, the lineup last year, but I believe he comes from that, that same family that was wrestling over at Jimtown back in the mid to late 90s. That name uh, rang a bell pretty good with us. Um, you know, kind of a tall, lanky kid. Um, he ended up wrestling us for third place and I think uh, taking a loss to uh, Puckett in the semis or to Sprague in the semis there uh, kind of set the tone for what he wanted to do and come out of that fourth place match because you know, he was definitely looking for a fall there in the in the uh, placement match for third place. But yeah, same same type of deal. You know, the Everhard kids in there, so it's pushing him along at 126, and then you got uh, Calamani down there at 120, I believe. So now 120 was a pretty tough weight class in our sectional, as we had Tony Wood and Austin Lewis, and then Silas Loshi, a ticket rounder last year. Uh, Loshi has a potential ticket round match with Aiden Sprague. Tell us a little bit about Sprague's regional. Yeah, Sprague, Sprague looked pretty tough. Um, you know, obviously being a qualifier at 106 as a freshman and then placing six last year at uh, 113. You know, he seems to be always looking to score. Uh, the match with him in the finals, I believe it was uh, tied up 2-2 two to two at the end of the second, and then he uh, ended up getting an escape, a takedown, and kind of finished the match in top. Um, you know, kind of opened up his lead there. So I think he's just somebody that's always looking to score points. Seems to be very tough in the top position, you know, getting some scramble situations and seems to wrestle through. So, yeah, he's he's definitely tough. That should be 
Uh, some exciting matches there also in the ticket round. What was the score between Sprague and Puckett in the finals? Um, I believe it ended up being a 10-6 to 6 final. Okay. And Puckett's mm-hmm. up there with Veach in that uh, quarter bracket uh, on the same side as Tony Wood. Uh, going right. forward then at 138 pounds, a first-round matchup for one of our Belmont wrestlers, Calvin Ferrote, who finished fourth on Saturday, is Logan Hooley, a senior from Northridge. What can you tell us about him? Uh, yeah, Hooley, Hooley looked um, you know, a little bit, I wouldn't say sluggish, but didn't seem to be himself there in the semifinal match. Uh, our kid at 138 kind of pushed him there late, and then he ended up getting a late reversal. And then similar to that in the uh, semifinal match with another solid kid that's, I think, ranked fairly high at the Fort Wayne Semi-State in uh, Ben Miller. Um, he was actually down 2-1 to one and then scored a late reversal to to secure that. So, you know, same thing, wrestling through positions. He was down and, uh, you know, knew, knew what he needed to do to uh, come up on top and put him himself in a little bit better situation going into uh, Semi-State and end up securing the win there late in that match. Now, on your end in that bracket, uh, your wrestler is going to wrestle Dylan Tuttle in the first round, and we didn't know much about Tuttle because he was out all year. Um, and then he came in and looked good in the first round and looked good at the start of the second round, and then all of a sudden Calvin Froat scored some points on him, and it ended up being 10-8. And wow. uh, there was a point there where uh, I think Froat hit a chin rip. or it, 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 he, got, he got near fall late in the match. And uh, a little bit different refereeing. I think he might have gotten a three count, or he might have gotten a fall call. He didn't even get the. the he didn't uh, get three points. He, he didn't get the takedown points. I don't think they scrambled up out of it, and that's what they it argued was, about. It was a little weird. And then we thought, okay, so Tuttle's moved on, and uh, he's going to take out Garinser and win it. And then Garinser sticks him. So Tuttle's a little bit of an unknown there on your end. Um, yeah, that should be a really good match. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of excited for Caleb, you know, uh, regional qualifier last year and, you know, finished about 500 and he's really kind of stepped up his game on the offensive side of things. And so, yeah, we're kind of excited. And he kind of falls in the middle of our, you know, lineup where we have some other pretty decent kids that are semi-state qualifiers too. So, you know, obviously the work that he's put in the offseason, we're, we're pretty pumped for him to get down to Fort Wayne this year. Now, another great quarter bracket is at 145 pounds. You've got Luke Hatzner from Greentown, Eastern Greentown, who Rex and I saw at the AC invite. You've got your guy, Sam Levitz, at, at number six. And then we've seen David Kahn. Uh, we've seen all three of his losses. He's got two of them to Belmont wrestlers and one this weekend, but uh, still a pretty solid wrestler. Yeah, that uh, that bracket there does look pretty solid, you know, with, uh, I think it's, what, five, six, and seven kid in the semi-state all going to, you know, battle it out to go down to Indianapolis so you know we're excited for Sam um you know obviously coming from that family uh the Levitt's crew you know he's kind of kind of got some big shoes to fill and kind of making a name for himself a little bit this year he's kind of picked up some uh championships along the way with the NECC the sectional and then the regional championship over uh, the Ratcliffe boy from Northwood this weekend very good our next match then is uh, a Northwood wrestler and that's Caden Lone he got knocked out by uh, Alex Curry last year in the ticket round, and he's going to get Isaac Freet in the very first round. And we've seen Freet uh, on the high end and on the low end this year a couple times. He has not been in the same league as Eli Johnson. He's lost to him, I think, three times uh, for for three of his losses. But it's also a kid who uh, who cradled and and stuck Ryan Sheets at the beginning of the year. So he's got some capabilities. Yeah, Caden uh, Lone, it seems like he's been trading trading punches the last couple of years with Landon Buchanan from Jimtown. Um, I know at the uh, at the sectional, I believe, there was a injury default 
um, and then uh, Buchanan ended up avenging that, obviously, uh, this weekend. But, you know, kid's just a scrapper. You know, obviously, same thing. Uh, I believe his older brother, Jake, kind of went through and, you know, kind of opened up the doors for some things there. But, uh, yeah, the kid's coming into his to his own a little bit. And I believe he's only a sophomore, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think he's 24 and 2 right now. And, like I say, he's a scrapper. Another kid is going to keep coming at you. Um, whether he's winning or if he's trailing, he's just going to keep keep the foot on the gas. And I got to tell you what, Coach, at 160 pounds, looking at your draw there, we have been awfully impressed. We've seen Eli Johnson now in a duel with Belmont at conference, at sectional and regional, and he has just been, you know, above the rest easily at those at all of our levels that we've seen. Uh, that's an awfully tough match for your uh, 13 and 11 junior there. Yeah, Luke, our kid at uh, 160, you know, we've got uh, Sam Levis, Tyler Curtis, Luke Severe. It seems like they've been in the same weight class since about sixth grade. You know, there's about four or five pounds that separate them. So so we've got a couple kids that are giving up some weight. But, um, you know, Luke was out at the beginning of the year due to COVID protocol and that type of stuff. And I think he's given up about 12 pounds right now. But, you know, the kid's, the kid's a scrapper, um, never quits, always working hard in the practice room, always grabbing some of the toughest kids we've got in the room. Uh, I'm just proud of his work ethic, and, you know, last year he fell short a little bit in the regional, and uh, same type of deal as Lonsbury kid. You know, he's finally getting a little bit bigger stage here and opening up his eyes a little bit. So uh, we'll have our work cut out for us, but uh, I think Luke's going to step up and wrestle well for us. Okay, Coach, now we're going to put you on the spot here, and this is purely for Rex's uh, uh, expertise here. At 195 pounds from Northridge, the wrestler's name is? Uh, I'm going Kouchka, but Kouchka. I don't believe that's correct. <laughs> okay, well, that's how we're going to say it now, and when anybody complains, we're just going to say that Brett Smith told us that's how we hey, pronounce it. You get the it. first name, don't you? E- e- I do not. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Ibrahim yeah, Kouchka. Well, that's what we're going to go with. He's got a potential matchup. If Henry Kukulhan, uh Henry beat Hunter Prawl in the duel and then came back and lost to him in the semifinals at conference, so that'll be a really good match for our boy Henry. But uh, that's going to be an awfully tough match with Kouchka. Remind me again, what did he do last year at Semi-State? Is he the young uh, man who beat uh, Christian Somerset in the ticket round? Um, I believe that he was. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I, just, I know at, uh, at the state finals, you know, unfortunately, he drew into Silas Allred Friday night. So, <laughs> you know, he kind of had his work cut out there. But I believe Somerset, I believe that is correct. Okay. Very good. Well, Coach, we thank you a lot for uh, appearing on our show. And uh, we got a little goodie bag for you that we're going to bring with us on Saturday. Coach Calver has a question. Yeah, Coach, I got a question for you. In uh, most wins by a family, the Levitz family has got to be moving up the list pretty hard. I, d- I didn't catch all that about the Levitz family. Do you keep track of uh, the wins that all those kids have had, the family? Uh, the Fichters, yeah, they're, I, the they're Fichter. down to the last two in the high school right now. Sam's a, Sam's a junior and Matt, Matt's a freshman. So we still got a few years of, of that Levitt's name coming through. Well, so you better add them up. Might, you, you may catch the Fichters. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of uh, Wayback Machine, you're a little bit younger than I am, but uh, I spent two years in college with a couple of your Prairie Heights Panthers and uh, Jeff Foltz and uh, Phil Friend, a couple of longtime names up in that area. And I tell you what, those boys were wild. So if there if there's more guys up there like that, uh, you know any of those two families up there, the Fultz and Friends? Um, I know the Friends a little bit. Um, obviously, I believe one of them had a boy that wrestled down at Leo several years back. Yeah, so. he had three boys oh, yeah. that wrestled at Leo. <laughs> Phil did. Yep. <laughs> but we thank you for calling in tonight, Coach. And uh, as always, uh, great information that you helped us out with that uh, area that we don't know a lot about. But uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Sounds great. We'll see you guys. Take care.
And that's been the uh, coach of the Prairie Heights Panthers, uh, Mr. Brett Smith. Well, if you're in the market for uh, a new house or if you're looking to build, uh, Trevor Gray, auctioneer and realtor, has a 8.27 say, I can't say it, 8.27 acre lot on uh, East Monroe Street in Decatur. And uh, it's primed for uh, a new build. It's got a two-acre pond. That'd be good for you, Rex. Yeah, I need that. Get a little fishing in and uh, give Trevor a call. He says the market is great right now. 8.2 uh, acres. That's just what I need to do is mow yard in my retirement days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the market's pretty strong right now, and uh, there's a lot of people out there looking to buy. Uh, so if you're looking to sell, give Trevor a call. And uh, he also wants to let you know that if you're not looking for a new property and you've got uh, a truck to sell or if you want to buy a new toy, to give Crookerberg a call because they got a bunch of consignment uh, uh, auctions that are coming up. But that's uh, Trevor Gray, auctioneer and realtor at Crookerberg Auction and Realty. With that, we're going to send it back to Steve Rouse for the final commercial break. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur in between 224 and 124 on 400 West. We are open all winter long. Come check out our large selection of houseplants. We have snake plants, succulents, ficus, and so many more. Heller Nursery is always a season ahead, so stop in during the winter months to plan for spring. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital and its doctors is here. Anyone wishing to receive medical attention from the convenience of their own home can now use telemedicine. Adams Medical Group allows you to use telehealth visits to speak directly to your provider from your computer or smartphone. Telehealth visits typically take 10 to 15 minutes and include a diagnosis and, if needed, prescriptions. Call your doctor's office for more information. Welcome back to the Hager Stephanie Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here across Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and we're joined in this overtime session by uh, Coach of the Jay County Panther, uh, Panther. Jay County Patriots. Patriots. It was, it was the Portland Panthers. The Portland Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Jay County Patriots for an overtime section, and uh, uh, you've came in and uh, you ordered the special. Haven't got it turned. Haven't got it delivered to you yet, but. Uh, Dane and I took most of ours home for lunch tomorrow, so it will it, warm up That's well. That's generally the way we do it. There's okay. enough food in there for, for two meals, <laughs> so you can bring that along with you. Hey, before we uh, go any further into the wrestling action, we want to tell you a little bit about the upcoming schedule on WZBD, and it is jam-packed as always tomorrow night. It can't be more busy than this past weekend, Dane. Okay. That's true, but on Tuesday, that's tomorrow, we've got Parkway. Uh, we've got an interstate basketball game between Parkway and the Adam Central Flying Jets. Uh, that tips off at 7 or 7.30. And then on Wednesday, Rex, it's radio auction. And I tell you what, we have one of the biggest fans for radio auction sitting right here at the table with us. <laughs> and that's Eric Myers. I'm a fan of the radio auction. And also on the sister station, the secondhand store. Yes. Secondhand store is. I tell you what, you can buy stuff on there, but it's the greatest night of comedy on the, <laughs> on the radio, I'm telling you. It's better than Jack Benny's <laughs> show that we play sometimes. <laughs> 
Um, after the radio auction, then we've got um, Pacers basketball as they travel to Brooklyn at 8 o'clock. Then on Thursday, we've got Purdue basketball followed by Pacers basketball. <coughs> on Friday night, we've got the big game between South Adams and Adams Central. Adams Central coming off the loss to Belmont this weekend. South Adams also had a loss this weekend after winning eight or nine in a row, it feels like. And then on Saturday morning, I think, I don't know, we'll have to check. Mr. Conversay, if he's well enough, he'll be bringing you the high school basketball coaches show. And that'll be at 7.30, and then we'll be on the air at 8.30. Jay County, of course, setting the trend for the 8.30 start, and the Fort Wayne Semi-State just picked it up and went with it. That'll be an 8.30 start, and we'll be on the air for 12 hours on Saturday, it seems like. Saturday night, then, we're going to have... We just get paid one flat rate, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, $25, AJ says. Uh, Saturday night. We've got so much action packed in there for you. We don't even know what the broadcast schedule is going to be. If Norwell makes the finals of the Belmont Girls Basketball Regional, we're going to bring you Norwell Girls Basketball. They're ranked fourth in the state, just came off a big win against Belmont. Going to be a great game. Uh, If not, we've got a boys' high school basketball game from South Adams that we might be able to bring you. Um, It just depends on what the schedule is there. And then on Sunday, you know, Rex, there's no more football. So that means I, I, list, I listened to most of that game on, on WZBD because I was out catting around and listened to a lot of pre-match in, pre-game interviews. Great broadcast by Westwood One. Yeah, Westwood One does a great job, and they had pre-game all the way through. Then next week on Monday, we've got the Matt Painter Show, and then on, at 7.05 we'll have our High School Wrestling Weekly Show, and we'll be able to bring you uh, all of the brackets for the state finals. Special guests. Special guests. And we'll also have special guest Robert Falcons, Assistant Commissioner for Wrestling at the IHSAA. And then uh, after we go off the air, I believe we're going to have Pacers basketball as they host the Bulls. So, Coach Myers, let's jump into the matchups that we haven't talked about yet. And the first one is we heard a little bit about Mikey Calamani there. I'm not sure if you caught everything that Coach Smith said about the Jimtown wrestler. Tell us a little bit about Tony Wood. I mean, he's a freshman that caught our eye. We saw him in an absolute scrap with Logan Allman uh, that went to overtime in the ACAC duels. Somebody got upset when it was over. Well, <laughs> if upset means slapping that rolled-up piece of paper on your thigh, then that is upset. But other than that, uh, well, then we saw him go down to 120. And, uh, you know, obviously it, he earned that spot because he beat Ethan Riley for it, correct? And we saw Ethan Riley uh, uh, get beat on Saturday. So a, a very good uh, match there in the wrestle-off. Tell us a little bit about Tony Wood. Uh, yeah, Tony's wrestling with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, he made it down to 120 and kind of he had to get adjusted to that weight class pretty quickly. His first match down was against the Homestead kid, um, Giovanni, who uh, Coach Oberlin talked about earlier. Um, I, I would try and pronounce his last name, but I'm not sh- quite sure. You're not to. Italian enough. I'm not. Um, but uh, he had his first match down at 120 uh, against Homestead, and he, he's kind of he, he's got comfortable with that weight class and. He, Austin Lewis is a tough wrestler, and he's made some solid adjustments. You know, it's tough to beat a guy three times in a row, and uh, you know he's kind of widened that gap. And you know, I'm I'm happy with the adjustments that he's made each week. Hey, let's give a shout out to Coach Oberlin at Homestead. I mean, we were talking earlier about the week that he had when he beat you guys mm-hmm. and AC and Western and East Noble. You look at what those teams accomplished in the postseason. I think Coach Oberlin's really got that program on the right path. Yeah, he's doing a great job. They they looked really tough against us. I was, you know, now that you mentioned that, I was happy that I missed that on the drive-in because um, <laughs> I don't really like to remember him kicking our butt that night. But uh, uh, yeah, he has a really good team, and we've uh, whenever I 
just started uh, the first year I was a head coach at um, Jay County. We put Homestead on that schedule, and that's been a really fun duel towards the end of the year every season. Uh, looking forward to the next match then. Uh, give us a little bit of rundown of what you see from Landon Birch. Obviously, we're all kind of in awe of him and what he's done, and we, we feel like every week we see this 126 bracket. Boy, it's going to be tough. And then Birch wins 11-0, fall 15-0. Um, where do you see him finishing up when the when the year is over? Well, I, it's funny you asked me that. I, I had a conversation with Ethan Riley today, and we kind of looked at, um, you know, we talked about Landon Birch and how good he's looked, and we went from the top of the rankings down <laughs> to see who in the world could beat him. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's in Zeke Seltzer's weight class. Uh, but then as you start moving down, um, you know, we, we mentioned Bryce Lowry. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody under Zeke Seltzer that um, Birch can't compete with. We haven't seen anybody even touch him all year. Yeah. I, the, the Delta kid I've, I've watched, Tony Wood, beat him in overtime. And, man, uh, they didn't look like they belonged on the same mat that day. No, definitely not. One of the one of the matches I'm looking forward to in that 126 bracket is the first round match all the way down there at the bottom between Kinnick, who obviously looked really good on Saturday against your guy, and then Harper Dedman, who who has been around for a long time. Absolutely, and and um, Kinnick did beat Wood earlier in the season, uh, along with be, beating Ethan Riley, and and Dedman is a past state placer, so that's a great first round match. And then uh, you know you bump up to Almond there. What a what a draw there. You, you place fourth in the regional, and you draw a kid that you you beat during the season. Yeah, definitely. But uh, you know, as we saw this week, you know Logan Allman came in with that eight seven win over Crescia from 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 Delta, and uh, wasn't able to back it up. But I gotta think, you know, just from seeing that match at Team State, I gotta think Allman's favored there. And if I'm Higgins, that's not the draw that I wanted. Right, definitely not a, a great reward for winning regional. At 132 pounds, Cameron Clark, your man, mm-hmm. is uh, in the second quarterfinal bracket. And uh, I talked to Dobie Litchfield today, and he felt like he was, if he were Clark that he'd be pretty happy with that draw. Obviously, Dobie has seen Braden Baker, mm-hmm. and he's seen Braxton Miller multiple times. Got a kid from Western with 12 losses. It's a pretty decent draw. It's not a bad draw. We, we did, though, right after um, Cameron lost to uh, uh, Dobie Litchfield at Team State, we watched uh, Baker beat Litchfield. So, you know, that's obviously a, a really tough first-round match. And then, you know, Braxton Miller is it, losing. He lost to Litchfield by two points, I think. Yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the duel. And so, you know, it's, there, there's no easy draws at semi-state. you got to beat – you almost always you got to beat two good people. Yeah, I think when it comes down to that – that semi-state bracket, and you're looking at it. You're just trying to avoid that draw against the guy who you know is a is a state medalist. You know those are the those are the types of draws you're trying to avoid the the Jesse Mendezes and, and the Zeke Seltzers and that kind of thing. Um, as we look forward to then, um, how much time do we have left? Oh, okay, perfect. Eli Johnson then at 160 pounds. I just going through a couple other. What do you think about Johnson and Breggy so far? When at the start of the year, would you have uh, expected them? to have the seasons that they've had? Well, they're both really solid wrestlers that have had great results before, but they just seem to be improving, you know, as the season moves on. And, I mean, they both, I mean, the last couple of weeks, they've almost seemed untouchable there. I, and, you know, Johnson, Johnson's so good on top. Uh, and Bragy, Bragy, 
he looked good against Somerset at sectional. He looked even better the week, the next week, made a couple of adjustments, and that match didn't last too long. So yeah. let's, you know, AJ and I have talked about uh, Johnson all season long. It's like we watched him wrestle as a, his first three years, and just he was a, a decent wrestler, kind of hanging around underneath his older brother Tonner, and and something happened over the summer, and he he stepped it up a notch. And this year he's wrestling level, and I I don't know who his one loss is to, but uh, we didn't we haven't seen anybody in a while that's even been close to him. Yeah, I I don't remember who his losses to, to be honest with you. But I am going to segue that into our ad for Madman Wrestling Academy. And uh, those boys have performed awfully well. The guys who have uh, wrestled with Tim Myers in that academy. And uh, I think it's been a really great thing for area wrestling. And uh, I don't know how much you, experience you've had, Eric, with it. But uh, I I see these boys from all these different teams spending time together at regional talking, laughing, rooting for each other, cheering for each other. And I think it's a really good thing for this area in wrestling. Did you see the cluster in between the mats, in between rounds? It was the Mad Mad Wrestling Club. Yeah. That was there, the Johnson and Birch and those guys. I mean, that's who was in that cluster with the Belmont guys. So if you've got a young wrestler in this area and you're looking for uh, some good training opportunities before ISWA Wrestling State uh, and then over the summer and getting ready for the IHPO next fall, those types of things, um, get in touch with Coach Myers and Madman Mad Men Wrestling Academy. And uh, for those of you that follow uh, Belmont Wrestling in the, in the area, uh, root for those guys because they've put a lot of time in. They've really made an extra effort to, uh, to, to go above and beyond and work harder and, and get through that. So uh, we wish them all the, the best of luck. So we're going to send it back to the studio here as we sign off on the radio waves, and then we're going to join. Before we do that, I I really want to thank Steve Rouse for running board for us, and and we really like to promote radio auction, but i tell you what, Dane, you and I both talked about this. I cannot wait until Steve Rouse comes out with a new commercial with his uncle. The Alexa commercial, I listened to it. Steve, you do a wonderful job. I would like to thank all of our fine sponsors. I'd like to thank everybody who came out and witnessed our show at the, at the uh, Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill tonight. I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors, and uh, as we say, get out there and patronize those sponsors and help Bring radio talk to you on a wrestling talk on radio. And join us next week for great guests as we go over the state brackets and all of the pairings and uh, give you all the information with Mr. Falcons on uh, tickets and all of those types of things. Tune in next week, 7.05. Thanks a lot, Steve. Keep, the, keep it running. We're going right into our podcast section. Okay. So we didn't get quite get through all of the matchups that I had on our list. Obviously, uh, looking at matchups with... Breggy, I wanted to pull that up here. 182. Here we go. Isaiah Breggy. I uh, don't know much about the Marion kid. Um, freshman from Central Noble. And then obviously Sam Hudson is the. Was he the guy that beat Somerset? No. Yes. The, no, it was, it, was the, it was the 95 yeah. pounder from, from Concordia. Um, the the Marion kid, uh, he beat the, um, the Daleville kid. It, is that Rex's favorite? <laughs> yes. How do we pronounce his name, Rex? Let me get there. Which Jackson. Where's that? Fire up the Enginito. Enginito is what I've is that is that what it is? I'm not. They, they say it got said about three different ways on Saturday over I the PA. I think I settled into Enginito. Okay, well, I, I like that. So um, the let's see, Marion kid beat uh, Enginito, and then uh, Wink um, Jay County's 182 beat the Marion kid. So. Uh, pretty pretty solid athletic kid, but I I don't think Brady will have a 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I look at that top bracket and I think, man, what I've seen of Brady so far, he's a lock for the for the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as locks go in that kind of setting, um, and I don't know. You know, it's easy to get down on Christian Somerset after you see him come in number one in the semi-state, number one seed, and you think, okay, he's supposed to win, and then he gets beat, and then he comes back in the next week and he gets beat. But would we look at it differently if they would have ranked Breggy one and, right. and Somerset would have been two and you would have thought, oh, he was only 3-0 against the number one guy in the semi-state? I don't know if there's any other name on there that I'm terribly afraid of from Somerset's perspective right. and on then, the other side. Obviously, I don't know much about the Northridge kid, Andrew Lockwood. but And then ranking those, you probably look at Breggy, um a kid, a ticket rounder coming up from 160 and then trying to rank him uh, against a, a ticket rounder coming down from 195, that's probably why he gave the nod to, to Somerset there. Briggy's just so athletic. Yeah. He's just yeah. so fantastic athletic. And then uh, he must have been one of Sailor's losses from New Haven in the NE8, you know, since Sailor has two losses. Uh, I'm trying to remember if Sailor wrestled at, at conference. There was a couple of New Haven guys that were out. I'd have to look in my, in my, in my bracket. Um. I don't want to forget because after the final whistle here, the podcast is sponsored by Defense Soap. For years, Defense Soap has been trusted by wrestlers, coaches, and families to protect their athletes from the dangers associated with skin infection. Defense has always made a commitment to the wrestling community to make products that are safe and effective in the toughest of rooms. The feedback they receive from their loyal customers strengthens their purpose and drives them to fulfill different needs in personal care and hygiene. Defense Soap, defend what you have built. And Coach Myers, because you are our first in-person guest since then, you get this lovely gift bag of Defense Soap material. Well, thank you. I take appreciate that, that very much. Take that and use it. The and, virtual uh, gift pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's virtual these days. <laughs> That's right. Um, so uh, who do we have left here on our list? Uh, we also wanted to mention Blake Hirely's draw. Obviously, uh, we tried to highlight a little bit this weekend, uh, the possibility, and if you read tomorrow's uh, recap of the regional, get a little bit more information as to the records that Blake Hirely is in position to set as he is now 38-0 uh, in his junior year. He's ranked number three in the semi-state, believe it or not. What was our pronunciation? Kouchka. Yeah. Is that what Brett said? That's what Brett said. Kouchka is ranked number two, and Matt Lepper is number one. And uh, I have to f- think that where was uh, Mills ranked in that? He must have been the five because I see number four and I see number six. Now, that's too bad for, for Andy, obviously, losing all of those guys. But 195, uh, an interesting class. We've seen Hirely, and we think he's unbeatable. I, I haven't seen anybody even come close to touch him. He is, he is one, of those, one of those kids so athletic and just physically he's a beast. I mean, we've watched him play football, and he takes his pads off. and think, oh, my God, that kid's bigger with his pads off than he is with them on. Well, Kukulhan made him work a little bit in the finals yeah. at regional. I, I think I think Hirely kind of coasted a little bit. I uh-huh. don't think he pushed as hard as he as he wanted to. But uh, you know, he got a couple of blast doubles that just like tackling somebody on the football field. It <laughs> yeah. just made it look so easy. And and you cannot defend or sprawl on a double leg when your feet are six feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Henry's got something. He's got something special when it comes to some of those matches against better guys. You know, he. I'd have to look all the way back through it in two years. He doesn't get pinned by anybody. I mean, he's wrestled some awfully tough guys. Coach, did you see him beat Jenkins? The kid had one loss, come from behind, and pinned him in the third I, period? I, I watched a little bit of it. The, the kid was um, like, how did this freshman just pin me? And uh-huh. then he just did. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at um, Henry's draw there against Hunter Prawl. I think he's got a good shot 
of uh, winning the, the, the rubber match between them. He is wrestling better now than he was at conference when he got beat by that. Oh, I think so. I think he has a lot more confidence. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, but Aiden Robb's a kid who beat uh, Henry on that crazy night when we were on the air for like six hours on a Thursday. That kid's physical. He, did, he just beat Henry up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know much about Levi Lee or, or Jacob Bain, but... Uh, I, I, I'm just assuming that Levi Lee is a uh, relation, maybe the brother of um, Victor Lee from Marion. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that for a fact, but I just I saw that name and I thought that he was possibly related to the state qualifier. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him now. Yeah, but I I, I really don't see anybody pushing Blake Hirely in that one ninety five pound match. We will see. I, I don't know much about who Lepers' losses are to. They've got him ranked eighth in the state, and Hirely's ranked twelfth. And uh, you know, Mike knows his stuff, and if he's got him, if he's got Hirely ranked. 12th he's in a position where i think he be, he can beat anybody ranked you know fifth sixth and down and then obviously uh we've got discrepancy in the rankings with Kouchka ranked 16th in the state behind Hirely. so uh, obviously a little bit difference of opinion there that shows you how close that they are but uh certainly a a, a chance for Hirely. like i said you can read in the in the paper tomorrow Hirely's in a position to break the all-time wins record at adam central and the all-time pin record in a season. More than Coach Myers when he was there? Slightly more than Coach Myers. More. Maybe a couple. <laughs> Just a few. We had a, we had a discre- discussion of a discrepancy uh, earlier in the week uh, in your total win total. Yes, yeah. I, I felt like that's, that's not accurate. There are probably about 30 more wins that should go on that. <laughs> 30. Well, I, well, I told him that when you when you question Phil Arnold on anything, <laughs> well, that you're really you're really going out on a limb to make sure. But you know what? We also heard a discrepancy from your brother-in-law Jeff Heller today. Who it's feels, usually in the win column. Who huh? feels yeah, there's there's rarely a discussion as to whether the loss column is correct, <laughs> but uh, Jeff claims that he's one win short on the all-time win win list. So. Really? So I I did have one question for you guys. Uh so, sectional, regional, or is it the sectionals and regionals? Oh, no. That, see, that's an well, easy because, one for me. I, I think so, too, but I wanted to see, see what you guys say on do you that. Have a, do you have an opinion? Did you go to regionals Saturday? Did you go to regional? Uh, I guess I never thought that hard about it. <laughs> I just showed up where they told me to go. <laughs> regionals? I don't know. It's regionals. See, I always thought that it was sectional and re- and but i do feel like the people that say sectionals and regionals have to stick with it so then they have to say semi states and to, states and they have to say states yes yeah if yes. you're going to say regionals you got to call it states also there are places that do call it states when did our wrestling show turn into a grammatical hey, you're talking correction <laughs> you're talking to two teachers right here it's grammatical <laughs> it's grammatical so one thing we do we do need to talk about. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, AJ Bradley's uh, heavyweight Jason Orr at two eighty five. Kid wrestled. I mean, he just he wrestled some guys that I thought were pretty decent and just just dominated them. They weren't even in the match, mm-hmm. and it, it just really wrestled well. I, I was very impressed with him. Did you see who he has first round there though? The the Heritage kid. Yeah. Um, Somebody that I've rooted hard for all year. I really like the Heritage coaching staff, and I was kind of disappointed to see that that's who he drew. Well, he's he's taken all of his losses in the last two weeks because he had to lose twice to be fourth, and then I'm guessing that he was a sectional runner-up to the um, – was it the New Haven kid? Either that or Narwald, one of the two. 
It would either be New Haven or Concordia, right? Mm-hmm. So one of those two. You know, and I've seen that John Loudon from New Haven numerous times, and, and I think Orr is just a level above that. Uh-huh. He, he's, he looked great on, on Saturday. Orr did. Yeah. And uh, talking to AJ on Saturday night, you know, coming in as number seven ranked and, and kind of on the outskirts and not somebody that is considered a favorite to go to state to end up drawing eight, nine, and ten. Not a not a terrible draw. You don't draw obviously you don't draw into Herb and you don't draw into Muncie, two guys who you sort of knew were going to come in as regional champs, but still a pretty it, decent draw. I and I don't know if this is accurate at all, but I feel like I see the most upsets at semi state at the heavyweight weight class. Oh, for sure. I, I would I would just guess that there are more fours over ones at heavyweight than any other weight class, but I'm no research behind that. That, we just, don't need research on right, this show. Right. It's just gut. It's no, gut feel. Coach. I, hopefully there's no fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 285, an, an interesting weight class. Obviously, everybody's going to want to see Reeve Muncy against Braden Herb, but uh, I think there will be a couple of good ticket round matches mm-hmm. outside of that, and uh, we're obviously rooting hard for Dalton. And uh, I, I know you follow Belmont Wrestling enough to know Dalton's story, where he came from, what his background has been. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, and uh, you know, to watch him beat Carter Lewis, you know Carter Lewis is a tough luck loser both times, but still, you know, if even even if you look at, at Dalton Robinson last year and Carter Lewis last year, if you tell me that he beats Carter Lewis twice and comes out as a three seed out of out of regional, I would have just told you that you were crazy a year ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, it's a great strike. I was thinking about that too. The year before that was kind of Carter Lewis's coming out party. You know, it, you didn't know anything about him, and he had a lot of success. And uh, which kind of brings me to the one other person that you had on that list, Jacob Platner. Oh yeah, sorry, um, I skipped him. Yeah, I, I guess not to change the subject too much there, but Platner. I remember the very first time I watched him wrestle was at the Belmont JV uh, Extravaganza there at the end of the season, and man, has he improved since then. He's. Uh, you know, to be a, a semi-state kid here as a senior, that's a, you know, a huge improvement for him. Well, they he's have to be a he's very a happy with him. he's a rat tail round r- loser last year as a junior. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he, he yeah. didn't he yeah. didn't even make the the bracket of eight last year at sectional, uh, and comes out of regional as a three seed. Uh, don't know much about the Angola senior there, uh, and then he gets uh, the winner of Kyler Bills and Brady Beck, number two versus number three in the first round. Oh, my. It's a pretty tough quarter bracket. So, Coach, I, I want to ask you, as as a coach that's been around the program, lots of programs for a long time, what do you think about the Duke Meyer story? I mean, we've kind of touched on it. I mean, we're behind it. Um, we we did not expect. And uh, it, it's just a, it's a feel-good story, and it's like you want it to end well and – I guess the end's not yet to be seen. Right, and, you know, from my perspective, I'm sitting there at sectional knowing that Duke Myers is coming in and thinking half of me is like, gosh darn it. You know, there's a few extra points that Belmont has on us. <laughs> but the other half, you know, I, I know how much time he's put in, and he he deserves to have that shot. He deserves to have that state tournament run. And So, re- realistically, I, I'm pretty happy for the kid. And, you know, I, I've been around him here and there, and he's always so nice to his teammates, and, and it just seems like he's always willing to support anybody on the team and willing to help anybody out. So, you know, a, a kid like that really, he, he deserves to have his shot, and I'm glad that he's getting it. And then the other thing is, 
since he hasn't wrestled much this season, whenever he does get on the mat, it feels like all eyes go directly towards him. And I, I just, I've seen him wrestle a little bit, but not a lot. So I, I'm just intrigued to, to see I, what he's got. I'm waiting to do like like his father told me. He said, "Wait till he cuts it loose," because <laughs> he hasn't cut it loose yet. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately. Um, I had our, our Chris Shans, our local newspaper guy, after 160 was over, um, we, we were done. So he, he took me over to the side and wanted to interview me for the newspaper. So I missed the 170 and 182 finals. Gosh darn Do you want to see it? I, I'm sure. I got it right here. I'll, I'll take a look at I'll, it. I'll show it to you. Well, uh, guys, I think probably my biggest moment that I take away from Saturday uh, after Duke won, and I was sitting around waiting to take pictures, I think of Duke. Uh, I had two different kids who are my students who are JV wrestlers for Belmont. And both of them came up to me and just as sweet and innocent as they could possibly be, one a freshman and one a sophomore, they looked me right in the eye. You think Duke can win it? And it, it, it reminded me of when I was maybe 12 or 13 or even maybe younger, 10. And you used to go to state and you'd get that sheet from Matt Burns and you'd fill out your champs. And you could be serious on 12 or 13 of them. But in the end, gotta have a long shot. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know if you if you if you had that guy at Adam Central, but like you go to the state finals, and you're like, I really think our guy can win. <laughs> you gotta when, go with your heart somewhere. In there. the end, you're not really looking back on it. He never really had a chance. But mm-hmm. gosh, I remember as a probably freshman, I was convinced that Matt Burkhalter was going to win state. Uh-huh. I mean, I just had it in my head that he was good enough to win. And I remember going to the state finals. This guy's going to win. Same thing with maybe. Uh, 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 Nick Coons or or uh, free one of those guys. Those kids on Saturday that watched him wrestle at regional, that's all they thought about all weekend was maybe Duke Myers can win the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, you know it's been a while since you know uh, Belmont's last two state champs, Billy Baker beat everybody that was possible. Yeah, he beat almost every state placer that year. Matt Irwin, it was a final crowning achievement. He had placed second. He had placed third. Nobody was going to beat him. He beat Cosgrove by six or seven points. Mm-hmm. But when John Sheets won, we didn't all think that he was going to win that day. Like yeah. Those are the kind of moments you go to the state finals and you really think, our guy has an actual chance. And I think that's kind of what – he's kind of captured that for the Belmont fan base for the first time in a long time. Yeah, that's exciting. Exciting to go down there and, and have somebody with a shot at winning it. And every year I, I throw out a, a pick the champions – uh, contest within my team and if we it doesn't matter who we have there our kids picked that right. kid in that weight class yeah i remember uh you know gavin Hare, champion uh-huh. <laughs> champion for, hey, for several of our eighth guys. placer and he was he's, he's a medalist and, well I, and semi-state champion that day that it, that was a lot of fun he was now i don't want to brag but you are sitting next to a matt burns pick the champ I am, winner i am you know, being a DDD sports editor, that Everybody's got to have something to hang your hat on. Everybody's uh-huh. got. Now, one time I went to a party at uh, John Heller's Lake uh, River House, and to get into the party, I had to say something that I had won in my lifetime. <laughs> and that was, that was my, my competition that I, had, that I had won. There's nothing more crowning achievement than that, is there? I, in I life? can't remember if that was a Groundhog's Day party or whether it was a. I don't remember what. Yeah. I, it was her what? It was Jesse's graduation party. Yeah, at the River House. That sounds about right. I, I've written down um, ninety-five pound Belmont Invitational champion. 
Now, JV what? Extravaganza? No, this oh. is this is middle school. Oh, I middle school. I had a bracketed. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Did I have your match in the finals? I no. It was well. <laughs> interesting enough. Uh, Jim Bob did, and I I went into overtime with Mike Goings from Woodland, and he hit a beautiful double on me, lifted and slammed me, and that's how I won that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty point. Yeah. That was a, that. That used to be wrestled at Belmont High School. It was. Yeah, that yeah. Bi- that big mm-hmm. tournament. I, I also wrestled in that tournament and, and remember it fondly. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it's been a great show. Really enjoyed all the uh, input from all the coaches that have called in and uh, this podcast section. What we we have been called after the final whistle. After don't, the final whistle, you didn't have the title on here. Spon- oh, there oh, it is. It is. You just got to flip it sec- over there. Second page. Sponsored by Defense Soap and uh, Coach. We're really hoping to see. Uh, at least one, if not two, of your wrestlers make it through, and uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping for. We six. know there's. Uh, you're hoping for six. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> six is what I'm saying. Six works. That yeah. means you get more than two coaches into right. the state finals, right? <laughs> yes. I think that's the way it's going. But uh, we certainly look forward to watching you. And uh, we've been talking about it the last three weeks. When you get to sectional, you're rooting against all the other teams. But then when you get to regional. All of a sudden, you find yourself rooting for Adams Central and South Adams and Jay County. And then you get to semi-state, and you've watched those kids for And for us, now we've been to your place. Well, I haven't, but Rex has been for the last three weekends. Uh, and you really start to root for and feel for those kids. You've, you've, seen their, you've seen their moms bring us food, which, by the way, <laughs> suspect. Uh-huh. I think we are now officially uh, we're honorary members of the Jay County Wrestling Club. We've been, a, we've been Club. adopted oh. by the Jay County Wrestling Club. So. She's, she's pretty swell, isn't she? And her brother gave her heck the other day. Don't bring us food when we're in the air. And it's like, Nat, bring the food. We'll eat it when we get a chance. Don't, don't cut it off. I told Bruce Wood that he was now number three on my Wood sibling rankings <laughs> and that Nat had passed him and, and his sister had also for the nachos. I said, you've never bought me nachos. He looked at me, Dane, I'm never going to buy you nachos. <laughs> I said, well, fine then. You're going to stay number three for forever. Uh-huh. Once again, we'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running aboard for us for this overtime section. And uh, tune in, listen to the podcast. It's a, it's a great time to kind of get through your afternoon if you're bored at work but uh, or on a long drive. But once again, we'd like to thank all of our fi- fine sponsors. We'd like to thank all of the guests and thank everyone who showed up to listen to us talk on the air tonight. And, and with that, we'll be back next we're gonna, week. We're going to find out if Jeff Heller is actually listening right now. <laughs> Say, Tiger. <laughs>